Welcome to The Five Nine, the official podcast of the Fierce Telecom and Technology Group. Join us each week for the latest insights on 5G, millimeter wave, AI, electronics, sensors, networking, infrastructure, and more in the communications and technology space. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Five Nine. Of course, the podcast you used to know as a Fierce Telecom podcast, but uh, everything else remains the same. Uh, your host, uh, I'm Alejandro Pinheiro from the Fierce team, and this week I'm joined by Mirko Voltolini. He's the VP of Innovation at Colt, and I'm very excited to get some insights into just about all the innovation going on at Colt, or perhaps we have to focus on a few things. I'm sure it's quite a broad broad field. Mirko, thank you for, for joining us. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Hi, Alejandro, and hi, everybody. Thanks for having me. Lovely. So, Mirko, before we get into the media subject, uh, VP of Innovation probably can mean a lot of things and uh, can be, as I was mentioning in the introduction, probably a very broad area. So it'd be great to hear a little bit about what your role entails um, and what you oversee as part of that uh, of that position. Sure, sure. That's a good good way to start. So maybe maybe also uh, a few words about Colt uh, uh, to understand the context. Uh, we are a global digital infrastructure providers of services uh, focused a lot on connectivity, but also uh, digital services of any kind. Uh, uh, again, alongside the the, the connectivity uh, co- component, we have a, a very large global. Uh, infrastructure network across uh, across the world, uh, initially concentrated in Europe, uh, but then expanded to, to Asia and the US. So we offer services to enterprises uh, um, across the world. Uh, my role uh, within Colt is uh, specifically focused on building uh, uh, products for the future. Uh, with the future, I mean uh, 18 months and beyond uh, what we currently have. Uh, so I don't, I don't focus on the, the current portfolio of uh, services, but try to look beyond to generate, uh, to, to discover and generate areas of growth uh, for the company. So strong focus on building capabilities for our customers. Uh, and, and my role uh, entails uh, looking at different uh, trends and technologies uh, uh, to understand what capabilities can we build to support uh, our customers' uh, uh, digital strategies. Brilliant. Um, and I love talking to to folks like you, Mirko, who live a little bit in the future, because I just, I, I never uh, think uh, of all the possible implications of what we're thinking about today. And, and I think we'll get into a lot of that now in terms of that network evolution, what it'll mean. But before we, we think about specific applications and, and what you're thinking about uh, in terms of the, the applications uh, for this network technology, can you tell us a little bit about what some of those key innovations are? So, you know, we read a lot about edge, uh, private wireless networks, optimization, right? AI, ML, SD1. You know, if you were to, to pick a couple of these that you're really excited about um, and that there's a lot going on from Colt's perspective, but also from the, the industries, what would you focus on? Yeah, I think it's a, it's a very difficult question as it's quite a, 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 an evolution of the technology space. Lots of different uh, technologies and capabilities uh, coming together and uh, becoming mature. I think we need to start with uh, uh, software define and uh, network virtualization as uh, like the initial starting point. Uh, These uh, two technologies have changed the, the paradigm for networking, opening up uh, the uh, technology we uh, there used to be 
be proprietary and monolithic to an open architecture, uh, separating software from the hardware and giving basically giving control to operators uh, and to the users uh, to enable innovations so with the ability to control uh, the component of the technology. And I think a lot of what we see today, like you mentioned, is the one and edge uh, uh, is the most uh, evident result of this, uh, this innovation. So again, when you open up uh, technology, then uh, um, uh, anything can happen. And they become the building block, especially Edge uh, and SDN and SD1 have become the building blocks uh, upon which further innovation uh, can be constructed. Uh, I mean, in particular, just taking at the example of what's happening in the enterprise uh, space, uh, uh, some of this, uh, they, are, they are some of the enablers of uh, digital transformation. They are, they are typically the most uh, um, important components that are part of a digital transformation strategy that is often founded on, uh, on techn technological evolution. Uh, other things to mention probably in this space is uh, 5G, in particular Power 5G is another key enabler, another building block uh, that you can uh, bring together with, uh, with the rest. Uh, it's really a revolutionary technology, it doesn't just bring uh, incremental higher bandwidth, high speed, but also low latency, very low latency and uh, support for massive uh, uh, communication, communication to massive number of devices, basically IoT, which is again another building block. Uh, so again, uh, I would I would say a storm of different uh, technologies and capabilities all coming together, which uh, you can uh, now use in a different manner than we used to to be able in the past, you can actually use these uh, components as building blocks and uh, bring them together. I think often uh, uh, it's uh, also quite visible that uh, there is a multiplicative effect uh, uh, rather than just additive. Uh, it's not just about uh, being, bringing two or three technologies together and uh, they add to each other, but really uh, constructing different use cases, uh, bringing together multiple components uh, is, uh, is the key result of, uh, of this uh, availability of multiple different uh, uh, elements. Makes a lot of sense. And, uh, you know, we, we had recently the fierce uh, virtual event on enterprise 5G, although we really talked about all sorts of enterprise services. And, and very much that was a key message that this is a, a great time for innovation for the enterprise services. And and, and something that came up a lot, um, and you've mentioned it already, is, is one of those building blocks is edge specifically and, and bringing a lot of that computing power to the edge. And when it comes to enterprise services, what, um, what role do you see it? currently are already playing or you know and, and are we at the start of, of something quite exciting when it comes to those capabilities and, and what we can uh, expect to see in terms of what the enterprise can leverage mm -hmm. yeah so I think edge is definitely central uh, probably the center of a, a lot of these uh, changes happening in the enterprise space maybe stepping back for a moment from technology uh, we look at uh, we see what's happening in the enterprise space uh, uh, most, uh, if not all, enterprises are uh, currently uh, driving digital transformation that, as I said earlier, is driven by the combination of different uh, technology building blocks uh, that uh, are used to, to build specific use cases for a specific industry. So it's multiple different dimensions. There is obviously a 
a business driver for behind this. It's it's about uh, uh, changing business processes, uh, improving efficiencies, uh, ultimately also driving towards uh, different business models. Uh, it, it, it all kind of like started a few years ago with uh, business moving to uh, online, so the very basic of uh, adopting uh, internet technologies and now evolving from there, uh, taking capabilities like cloud, uh, edge, IoT, immersive technology also, AR, VR, uh, and parosity also network and security combined together. I think uh, we have a strong uh, have a strong view that uh, network uh, and uh, security on top of it uh, is a fundamental building block at the same level as the other technology. You need it uh, to bring together and connect and glue together the different component. So again, I, I guess the, earlier I mentioned uh, not just additive but uh, cumulative effect uh, of of a multiplicative effect of uh, uh, bringing it all together. So uh, back to the question, edge uh, is uh, central to all of this. Uh, it's typically the component from technical standpoint uh, where uh, applications uh, that control uh, the other the other components like IoT are deployed. Uh, IoT, RVR, uh, you can think about this, maybe bring up an example on artificial intelligence. You have uh, uh, an algorithm that is uh, uh, needs to be trained and typically the training happens in a cloud environment. It doesn't need to be close to the to the enterprise, but the actual decision making, the inference of an AI application needs to be close to the to the actual event, to, to where to where the event happens, and that requires a local computing capability, so an edge component. So that's a, that's a, a good use case where edge is key. It's also an enabler and support deployment of applications like Parallel 5G, the new wireless technology applied to campus and industrial environment. It's purely software-based and again require in addition to the antennas, require a number of applications, and those applications can be deployed typically in an edge uh, computing type of environment, so in proximity to the enterprise. Sure, and, and uh, you know, as as I listen to your answer, I'm thinking to myself, right? So, if I'm the enterprise and thinking about these these potential applications, uh, you know, there, there's obviously a lot of applications, AR, VR. Um, you, you talk about AI at the edge and, and so forth. And maybe this question isn't fair in terms of, of you trying to read the enterprise mind, but but I'd love to get your insights into, you know, when they're thinking about deploying these services or, or you know, engaging with Colt and the ecosystem to, to deploy edge and, and private networks and, and all of these other innovations that you were talking about earlier. What what ROI can they, they expect? Um, you know, what what's the key selling point i guess for for those enterprises that aren't embedded and uh you know live in the telco world where they see this evolve and and, and sort of um really uh, come to life uh, in 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 the lab and then perhaps you know associated to that there might be potential roadblocks for deployment and application right so whether that's um understanding the technology or its applicability or down to that roi do you, do you also see that as being a a topic of discussion when when looking at these enterprises and, and the deployment of all these innovations you're talking about yeah very good question i think the question the, the point on roi and uh, the challenge are very much related to uh 
uh, uh, what uh, what we see is that uh, uh, most enterprises are very uh, far in terms of adoption of uh, individual components. Let's take SD1 as an example. Uh, it's uh, not anymore an early stage technology, uh, uh, but uh, a number of other use cases are still yet uh, at early stage. It's uh, relatively easy for an enterprise to make the case uh, to transition from a, an older network technology like MPLS to an SD1 technology that enables uh, uh, better efficiencies, more control on the network, uh, so it's a, a, a easy enough transition. It's much more complicated to make a business case for a digital transformation. It's a transformative process, typically a very disruptive process, and the business case is a challenge. You need to uh, you need to try and uh, project the long-term uh, benefits on the basis of a, typically a large enough investments uh, and also very disruptive uh, uh, change for the for the company uh, I, we see this in uh, we made an investment in the we're making an investment in the small manufacturing sector to build a proposition for the manufacturing uh, uh, for the manufacturing vertical and uh, if you Imagine what uh, the environment there is as very conservative uh, uh, technologies in the operational uh, uh, shop floor that control uh, uh, operational technology, machines, uh, uh, controlling very complicated and, uh, and the critical processes in the manufacturing uh, uh, sector uh, needs to be available 24 by 7 uh, and uh, making changes, changes to that is quite a, a a hurdle. Uh, so you have to you have to to make the case uh, on the basis of projecting future future um, benefits, which are not very clear in the short term. Um, so I think ultimately you need a, a vision rather than just a business case. You need a vision for for change that uh, uh, paints what the future will look like. And I think it's uh, again I work in innovation, I drive innovation. So for me it's a uh, easy to, to see what uh, uh, the massive benefits will be in the long term, but uh, it's not easy to to execute on, on those on the short term. And I think that's the main challenge. Uh, I think also another challenge is the fact that organizations today in enterprises are not yet set up in a way that makes this type of uh, changes uh, easy. Uh, you will often find uh, IT uh, network, uh, even in the technology space, uh, I think could be driven by uh, separate uh, groups. Uh, the business side not sufficiently linked to the uh, technology side of a company and uh, to drive a change of this kind, you really need uh, the CEO, you need the top uh, to, to be in charge and painting the vision and uh, pushing it. Otherwise, uh, if it's left to the IT department or the network department, uh, it tends to become a technological change rather than a business change. And I think that's what we see as the main the main um, obstacle. Uh, maybe another, another thing is uh, technologies are maturing, but um, it's not uh, an easy uh, step to bring them all together. The, 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 counter, the counterbalance of uh, the ability to innovate when you have multiple separate components is the fact that you need to integrate them together to bring uh, to life these use cases. Uh, and um, uh, again, instead of buying monolithic solutions and doing from a vendor, 
but so this integration is still not yet uh, fully mature uh, so there's lots of uh, uh, trial and error and uh, uh, the need to experiment before you come up with a solution uh, actually I can also talk about that uh, we recently uh, yesterday made an announcement about um, an initiative we're doing with IBM to create an industry 4.0 uh, lab to co-create and innovate and uh, the intent there is really to create uh, uh, together with uh, our partner IBM and with customers uh, use cases uh, in the lab that then we want to, to translate into a production environment so that's an example of what we can actually do to easy this uh, this task yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up, Mirko, because, you know, as I prepared for this uh, this podcast, I was, uh, you know, researching uh, some of these key initiatives that, that Colt has and, and just uh, on a very timely manner, um, your announcement with, with IBM, uh, you know, in terms of the Edge Cloud Lab, uh, I believe here in the UK was, uh, uh, was launched. And, and yeah, I wanted to ask you if that... It, that comes shaped by the um, research and strategy that you have at Colt in terms of you know building out more use cases for Edge Cloud uh, and and putting those into practice as you're saying and, and making them visible for enterprises to come and see and and does it also play into you know even the the way that you're you know how you present edge cloud within the industry in terms of partnerships and, and being able to deploy end-to-end solutions right so um how does this partnership help you in in terms of bringing that to life to the enterprise yeah so it's critical for uh, uh my job and for cult uh, to um to be able to move fast and uh, uh, partnership is key for for innovation we we have a strong focus on connectivity and digital services but uh, we we're not uh, uh, able to cover end-to-end technology so bringing in a partner like IBM uh, can will help us uh, to uh, to bring together capabilities we don't currently support within cult or we don't intend to support within cult the example of IBM here is that they have the application expertise uh, deployed in the manufacturing sector uh, manufacturing execution systems uh, logistics inventory systems uh, that can actually sit on our edge technology so the combination of edge uh, networking uh, IBM applications uh, security uh, and some of the technology I mentioned earlier that could be AR VR AI uh, then is the overall recipe so the partners are key to accelerate and help us uh, co-innovate some of the use cases we actually built in the lab uh, I can mention a couple uh, uh, visual recognition coupled with AI for uh, fault detect- detection, which is one of the key use cases uh, for the manufacturing sector. It's one of the use cases we have in the lab. Smart logistics, uh, uh, security threat detection. So we have a uh, we have a few already built, uh, but again. Um, it's like a canvas, you can take different components, uh, pull them together, uh, integrate them, and then create uh, uh, another use cases. 
Wonderful. So I wanted to give you a chance then, Mirko, before we wrap up here, for someone who's working, you know, in, in this, uh, in innovating and building the, the future uh, products and technology that networks will come, if you have any any message to even our own industry, telecom, right? We've talked a lot about the benefit to uh, to the enterprises in terms of edge and, and all the private network AI, uh, all those good things. But, you know what, and, and I guess you touched upon it with the collaboration, right, with partners such as IBM, but what can the industry do perhaps uh, more of uh, or focus on in terms of how we're building these products for the enterprise um, and, you know, perhaps take a leaf either from your book or, or something that uh, Colt is, is trying to do? Uh, I mean, in general, uh, I think uh, it's a it's a moment of uh, uh, change and disruption. So it's uh, I, I I I use the word storm earlier, uh, and literally is a is a revolution. Uh, all these capabilities coming together to enable uh, changes in the business. I think whatever industry you are in, you really have to look at uh, what's going to happen beyond. Uh, the, the next uh, two or three years uh, because disruption is going to happen across all the sectors. If you stay still, uh, there is a very high chance you're going to get disrupted and, uh, and you be, you, you're going to become obsolete. So uh, innovation, uh, in my view, needs to be front and, uh, and center to the strategy of a company. Uh, and technology uh, is not a secondary uh, let's say a back-end component but also is now becoming front-end because this innovation can only happen with adoption of these uh, capabilities and I think also if, even if you are in a business area in a company then you need to uh, understand uh, what the benefit of uh, the technology uh, technologies uh, will be to your own industry so I think that's my key recommendation in general uh, then I think the second one is uh, I I was talking about the complexity, the challenges, uh, the business case, and the technology. Uh, again, build a vision. Uh, think about what the long term is. Don't get uh, bogged down by uh, the cost of a business case, uh, but uh, invest into the future. Uh, and you have to experiment. Uh, at the moment, uh, depending on the, the vertical you're in, but uh, there is a most of the, the 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 industry we're in at the moment, uh, they are at the stage of piloting and experimenting. So you have to uh, to take the step of uh, creating. Uh, prototypes and pilots to to understand how this innovation can uh, transform uh, the business. So I think those are the the key recommendations I would make to enterprises. Wonderful. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, make sure you don't sit around and, and wait for someone to to disrupt you out of business. All right, Mirko, it's uh, it's been a pleasure to have you here. I think we could chat for a long time, but hopefully this is a starting point, as I always say with our guests, to, to start a conversation, reach out for our listeners and, and uh, you know, dig into any uh, topics we might not have covered here because, uh, Mirko, your remit is, is very large and I think we've just touched the tip of the iceberg here. So uh, I'm sure there's plenty more for uh, folks to, to hear from you. But in the meantime, thanks, uh, thanks again for joining us making the time thank you it was a pleasure it's been a pleasure great and to you listeners always thanks for joining us this week we'll be back uh, of course uh, next week with another interview until then don't forget to subscribe and send us a note if you have any questions or feedback until then stay safe and take care bye-bye
You've been listening to The Five Nine, Fierce Telecom's official telecom and technology podcast. Follow us on Zencaster to get the latest ICT insights each week. Get the latest telecom and technology news at our websites, FierceWireless.com, FierceElectronics.com, FierceTelecom.com, and FierceVideo.com. See you soon. Thank you.